0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's PG and the Gang, episode 121. I am PJ. Joining me is Lily. Hello. Brazen. Hey there. Wookie. Sausage Fest. And Reaper.
1: Yo, what's up?
0: We're doing things a little differently this episode. This will be our Halloween episode, so uh, I asked myself what kind of creeped me out as a child. The first thing that came to mind was an old TV show called Gather Round, where this weird dude would read a story while him or this older lady would draw like an oil painting while they told the story. And that always creeped me out. I don't know why. I watched it recently and it was, wasn't creepy at all. So what we, were, what we had planned was Fizzy was going to actually draw this and we were going to watch him draw while we read the play. But he couldn't make it, so we'll have a video of him drawing it set to the audio. So... That would have been pretty sweet. (laughs) So I was trying to find a decent old radio, you know, spooky radio play. took me a couple days, and I couldn't find shit there. I don't know what my problem was. So I asked a teacher friend of mine, and she suggested to read The Monkey's Paw by W.W. Jacobs, written in 1902. (laughs) So we're each going to have a part, and we'll go through that shortly here. Brazen will be on sound effects not knowing that he is going to be on sound effects. Um, you'll just have to listen to Wookiee will be the narrator. Or I, I'm sorry. Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman's in
2: the house again.
0: Morgan Freeman will be <laughs> narrating. You'll have to listen to his direction for the, the uh, sound effects. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Other than that, the characters. Uh, PJ will be playing Randall White, the father. Lily will be playing Eliza White, the mother. Reaper will be playing Sammy, the son.
1: <laughs> Aww, the gay son. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I never.
0: <laughs> Wookie will be playing Morris. Uh, I'll be doing a smaller part as the visitor, and then Wookie, or I'm sorry, Morgan Freeman will be narrating, and brazen on sound effects. <laughs> nice, perfect. <laughs>
2: Morris the visitor? <laughs>
0: nope, Morris is separate. He's a he's the father's friend actually from the oh, right. service.
2: Gotcha. The old war vet. What kind, of, what kind of voice do you want of an old war vet? And do That's... I have to make like a like a walking noise when he walks? Like <laughs> No. <laughs> that would be Brazen's department. Yes. <laughs> Brayson is um, the full artist.
0: If you if you want to use a voice, go for it. If not, do what you can.
2: The one that popped into my head for the part of Morris <laughs> was in the Chris Farley's last movie, the late, great Chris Farley, um, Almost Heroes. There was a crazy man whose wife lit on fire. <laughs> and he will be my inspiration.
1: I'm nice. jealous. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, you figure she burns so easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> Crazen, be at the ready. Everyone else, you should be in different colors and hopefully you can read it. Uh, And uh, with that, Mr. Freeman, if you can start us off.
2: Son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, um, do feel free to ad-lib a little bit. Don't go too crazy, but we're trying to be creepy. The funny's good too. You trying to go creepy with this? We don't all have to sound like the fucking gravekeeper or anything. I'm just saying... Trying to set yeah, the. Don't, saying,
1: don't <laughs> sound like me.
2: Yeah. Get into your parts, bitches. The monkey's paw. All right. Let's do this. A sip of brandy. Scene one The night it came. We're in a middle class college. There's a fireplace, armchairs, kitchen tables, other chairs, and a place. That wasn't the sentence. That's a really weird sentence. Middle-class cottage. Fireplace. Surrounded by armchairs. There's a kitchen table and kitchen chairs. There's a bedroom with a bed and another... And a chair and another. Now you know where
3: we're at. <laughs> <So> I don't. <laughs>
2: Without, the night was cold and wet. But in the small parlor of Mr. and Mrs. White... The blinds were drawn, and the fire burned brightly. Father and son were at chess, the former, who possessed ideas about the game involving radical changes, putting his king into such sharp and unnecessary perils that it even provoked comment from the white-haired old lady knitting placidly by the fire. Hark at the wind, said Mr. White, who, having seen a fatal mistake after it was too late, was amiably desirous of preventing his son from seeing it.
1: I'm listening. Check.
0: (laughs) I should hardly think that he'd come tonight. Mate. (laughs) That's the worst living so far out. Of all the beastly, slushy, out-of-the-way places to live in, this is the worst. Pathways a bog, the road's a turret. I don't know what people are thinking about. I suppose because only two houses are on the road,
2: they think it does not matter.
4: Never mind, dear. Perhaps he'll win the next one.
2: Mr. White looked up sharply, just in time to intercept a knowing glance between mother and son. The words died away on his lips, but you know he had a guilty guilty grin in his thin gray beard and said you bitches to himself. (laughs) There is a sound of knocking at the front door.
1: There he is!
2: There is the sound of the front door opening. (laughs) Big ass door. Charlie, you old scallywag. Guilty as charged. You're looking no worse for
0: wear, Randall. Sergeant Major Charles Morris. This is my dear wife, Eliza,
2: and my not-so-much-son, Sammy. Handshaking and greetings ensues. Sammy... The little trampy scampy is hangs his coat and hat, and he grabs Morris's coat and hat as well. The father pours whiskey into two tumblers.
4: Sit here by the fire, Sergeant Major Morris, and warm up. Thank you. How was the walk from the train station? Was the walk from the train station so very terribly wet?
2: Not too bad. I've certainly seen worse.
4: I'm sure you
1: have.
2: Mr. Randall hands Morris one of the tumblers of whiskey. Ah, thank you. That will take the chill off.
1: My father has told me many stories of your adventures.
2: Has he? I'm sure they've gotten better
0: with time. Is it my fault you've given so much time to tell them without coming to tell them yourself? 21 years Charlie's been off in the military witnessing wars and plagues and strange peoples. When he went away he was just a slip of a youth in the warehouse. Now look at him.
4: He don't look to have taken much harm.
0: I'd like to go to India myself. Just to look around a bit, you know?
2: Mm, Better where you are. Morris shakes his head, he put down an empty glass, and sighing softly shook it again.
0: I should like to see those old temples and fakirs and jugglers. What was the you started telling me the other day about a monkey's paw or something, Morris?
2: Nothing least ways. Nothing worth hearing.
4: Monkey's paw?
2: But it, it's just a bit of what you might call magic, perhaps. His three listeners leaned forward eagerly. The visitor absent mindedly put his empty glass to his lips and then set it down again. His host filled it for him. To look at, fumbling in his pocket, it's just an ordinary little paw, tried to a mummy. Morse holds it out. The mother drew back with a grimace. But Sammy, liking such things, taking it, (laughs) examined it curiously.
0: And what is there special about it?
2: It had a spell on it. Put on it by an old fakir, a very holy man. He wanted to show that fate ruled people's lives and that those who interfered with it did so to their sorrow. He put a spell on it so that three separate men could each have three wishes from it.
1: (laughs) That's
0: that's preposterous.
1: Well, why don't you have three, sir? The
2: soldier regarded him in the way that middle-ages want to regard presumptuous youth. With a raised eyebrow (laughs) and holding back a middle finger. (laughs) I have...
4: And did you really have the three wishes granted?
1: I did. And has anybody else wished?
2: I, the first man had his three wishes. Yes. I don't know what the first two were, but the third was for death. That's how I got. His tones were so grave that a hush fell on the group.
3: <laughs>
2: so if you had
0: your three wishes, is no good to you now then, Morris. What do you keep it for?
2: Fancy, I suppose. I did have some idea of selling it, but I don't think I will. It has caused enough mischief already. Besides, people won't buy. They think it's a fairy tale, some of them. Those who do think anything of it want to try it first and pay me afterward.
1: If you could have another three wishes, would you have them?
2: I don't know. I don't
1: know.
2: <laughs> he took the paw and dangling it between his forefinger and thumb, he suddenly threw it upon the fire. The father, with a slight cry, snatched <laughs> it off. <laughs> Better let it burn.
0: If you don't want it, Morris, give it to me.
2: I won't. I threw it on the fire. If you keep it, don't blame me for what happens. Pitch it on the fire again like a sensible man. The father shook his head and examined his new possession closely. So, uh, how do you do it? I hold it up in your right hand and wish aloud. But I warn you of the
1: consequences. Ellie. Oh, Mother, please say something.
4: Sounds like the Arabian Nights. Don't you think you might wish for four pairs of hands for me?
2: Mr. White drew the talisman from his pocket. The sergeant major, with a look of alarm on his face, caught him by the arm. The family bursts into laughter.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you must wish, wish for something sensible. The family laughs. Morris,
1: you old goat Uh,
4: Well, could be more sensible than supper
1: Just what I was wishing Come on, Sergeant Major My mother is a great cook
2: good home (laughs) Sorry A good home-cooked meal is just what I'm in need of It looks delicious in the business of supper, the talisman was partly forgotten and afterward the three sat listening in, in an enthralled fashion to a second installment of the soldiers' adventures in India. And when I looked in the nap guess what I had forgotten?
0: You're Flint. Can- Everyone just say one.
2: Oh. you oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your Flint. No, the buttons.
0: <laughs> Morris, look at the
2: clock. Sergeant Colonel Morris. Uh, he's a Colonel now? <laughs> he's got a promotion. Thing. Sergeant Major Morris made his goodbyes with just enough time to catch the last train. Goodbye, Three.
1: Mr.
4: Morris. Bye. See you. <laughs> what an interesting man. He certainly has plenty of stories.
1: If the tale about the monkey's paw. It's not more truthful than those others he's been telling us. We shouldn't make much of it.
4: Did you give him anything for it, dear?
0: Uh, a, a trifle? He didn't want it, but I made him take it. And <laughs> he pressured me again to throw it away.
1: Throw it away? Why are we going to be rich, famous, and happy? To begin with, wish to be an emperor, father. Then you can't be hand-pecked.
2: He darted round the table, pursued by the malign Mrs. White, armed with an antimacassar. To you folks at home, that's an armchair doily. <laughs> Mr. White took the paw from his pocket and eyed it dubiously. I don't know what to wish for, and that's a fact. It
0: seems to me I've got all I want
1: if you only paid off the house you'd be quite happy wouldn't you well wish for two hundred pounds then that'll just do it
2: I've already got your mother son oh (laughs) (laughs) the father slightly embarrassed held up the talisman as Sammy, with a solemn face covered in jizz somewhat marred by a wink at his mother, sat down at the piano and made the noise of a few impressive piano chords. Well, I wish for two hundred pounds. A fine crashing chord from the piano greeted the words, interrupted by a shuddering cry from the old man <laughs> the old man. It moved
0: as I wished. It twisted in my hand like a
1: snake. Well, I don't see the money.
0: (laughs) That's why you asked for it up front,
2: young one. As he picked it up and placed it on the table near the fireplace.
1: And I bet I never shall.
4: It must have been your fancy, dear.
2: Shaking his head, Mr. White spoke. Never mind.
0: Though, there's no harm done, but it gave me a shock all the same.
2: The mother began clearing the table as Sammy stretched and sits near the fire. Father stands and looks at his hand, sits and broods glancing at the paw nearby. And they all sat down by the fire again while Mr. White finished his pipe. Outside the wind was higher than ever, and the old man started nervously at the sound of a shutter banging upstairs. A silence, unusual and depressing, settled upon all three, which lasted until the old couple rose to retire for the night.
4: It's late. Come to bed, dear. Good night, dear Sammy thing. Mama loves you.
2: (laughs) There is a soft sound while she kisses their son on the head.
1: Good night, Mother. I expect you'll find the cash tied up in a big bag in the middle of your bed upstairs and something horrible squatting up on top of the wardrobe watching you as you pocket your ill-gotten gains. I'll stay up just a little longer.
2: As the Mother and Father exit, Sammy sat alone in the darkness, gazing at the dying fire, seeing faces in the embers. The last face was so horrible and so simian that he gazed at it in amazement. It got so vivid that, with a little uneasy laugh, he felt for his glass of water to throw over it. His hand grasped the monkey's paw instead and with a little shiver, he wiped his hand on his coat and went up to bed. But as he reached for that glass of water, he dropped the monkey's paw on the floor. He made a weird noise while wiping it and smelling his hand. What was
1: that? (laughs) I think I need to go to the doctor.
3: (laughs) What the fuck was that? Um, He's going off script. (laughs) (laughs) curtain (laughs) closes scene
2: 2 next morning and off to work the mother is wearing a bright apron and carries breakfast things to the table father is at breakfast in the brightness of the wintry sun next morning as it streamed over the breakfast table they laughed ...at their fears of the night before.
4: Sammy! Your breakfast is getting cold! Not like Mama cares!
1: Morning, Father! (laughs) Morning, Mother.
2: (laughs) There is a sound of a loud, wet smack... ...while she kisses his cheek.
1: Ew! (laughs) 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 Did you let one go, Mother? Mother!
4: We don't speak of such things. Good morning, sleepyhead. Hurry up and eat your breakfast or you'll be late for work. Get your ass out of here.
2: There's the sound of scraping food from a fry pan onto his plate. It smells burnt, looks burnt, because it is burnt. (laughs) And then a sausage falling on the floor.
4: (laughs) Oops! Dropped your sausage, you prick.
3: Can you go
2: get a wet hot dog and just, like, make the grossest (laughs) dick slap noise? No. (laughs) Sorry. She reaches down to pick up what fell. She lifts the object up and discovers she has accidentally picked up the monkey paw. Ah! She screamed and jerked her hand away in midair. The monkey paw flies off a little
1: ways. You're trying to feed me that old monkey hand?
2: (laughs) Said Sammy as he picked up the paw At least he was cooking it first
4: (laughs) I was not Now where did that sausage roll to? It's got to be under here somewhere
1: You mean you were feeding it to me raw?
4: Oh, put it over there towards the fireplace Away from the table
1: Sammy
2: placed it on the mantel with a look of longing on his face As if suddenly realizing What an extra hand could do Sighs <laughs> a little And goes to eat
1: Sorry Mr. Monkey Hand If you were a monkey mouth Maybe you could join us <laughs> But I'll talk to you later oh,
2: God. As Sammy walked away The monkey's paw Curled into a middle finger But he did not see as he walked to the table
1: how to get under the table, I wonder.
2: Sammy, having never been under a table before, sits down at the table <laughs> for
1: breakfast. Hmm. Thank you for the good breakfast, Mother.
4: You are welcome, dear. Oh, I wish you'd wash your hands. There's no telling where they've been.
1: But I'm using a fork.
4: <laughs> it's not what I was talking about.
1: Oh, Mother.
0: Well, I hope old Morris didn't get too wet on his walk back to the train. Oh, well, like he said, he's seen worse.
4: I suppose all old soldiers are the same. The idea of our listening to such nonsense. How could wishes be granted in these days? And if they could, how would 200 pounds hurt you, Randall?
1: Might drop on his head from the sky. Morris
0: said the things happen so naturally that you might, if you wished, attribute it to consequence. Coincidence.
1: <laughs> coincidence.
0: I'm still drunk from the night before.
1: Well, don't break into the money before I come back. I'm afraid it'll turn you into a mean. <laughs> what? Avaricious. Avaricious uh, skinflint. <laughs> we shall have to disown you, Father.
4: Oh, get on with you, or you'll be late. Here's your coat and your lunchbox.
2: The mother hurries him to the door with disgust, (laughs) skips the goodbyes, and watches fondly as she slams the door on his pants.
0: Come have some breakfast before it gets cold. I like how you fried up the onions with the eggs. Very tasty. Is there more sausage? Or is the one you threw away the last of it?
2: Mother ignores him and... Serves herself breakfast and eats the last of the sausage.
4: Wishing not a monkey's paw. I can't believe you'd believe in such things.
2: Me? Scene ends, the curtain closes. There's no curtain that we can see, or you. But suddenly, when said curtain opens again, there is a sound of knocking at the front door.
4: Oh! The mail! An envelope!
0: Isn't that what the postman usually brings?
4: (laughs) A bill from the tailor.
0: Maybe he has to make a second trip for the bag of gold. They're pretty heavy, I hear. Or maybe you're just getting fat.
4: Oh, you fucker. (laughs)
3: Later
2: that afternoon, the father is being a lazy ass and reading the paper. (laughs) While the wife is dusting.
4: (laughs) Well, 4 p.m. and no sign of wealth. Sammy will have some more funny remarks, I expect, at dinner time. I expect we'll be hearing about that old monkey paw wish for a long time.
2: Suddenly, she glanced out the window, noticing something interesting.
0: I dare say, but for all that, the thing moved in my hand, I
4: swear to it. You thought you did, you drunk.
2: (laughs) She continues to look out the window. I say it did.
0: There was no thought about it. I had just... What's the matter?
4: A well-dressed gentleman outside. Three times he has stopped at our gate to enter.
0: Maybe he's bringing out 200 (laughs) pounds.
4: He's coming up! Oh...
2: She quickly takes off everything but her apron and stashes that. Oh, wait. She quickly takes off her apron, stashes it under a cushion in an untidy manner, and tries to straighten a few other things. And then there is the sound of knocking at the door. There is the sound of the door opening. a door not a drawbridge (laughs) like that last little bit she's about to talk (laughs) evacuation complete Complete. (laughs) Good.
4: good day sir can I help you are you mrs. white well yes I am won't you come in
2: the stranger enters the room but seems very ill at ease.
4: Please excuse our untidy parlor and my husband's old coat. He was working in the garden.
0: I was asked to call. Come from Ma and Megan's.
4: (gasps) Is anything the matter? Has anything happened to Sammy? What is it? What is it?
0: There, there, Eliza. Don't jump to conclusions.
2: Mr. White turns to the visitor as I'm sure you could have caught by the context of him saying, sir. (laughs) But, nevertheless. You have not brought bad
0: news, I'm sure, sir. I am sorry.
4: Is Sammy hurt?
0: The visitor nods. Badly hurt,
2: but not in any pain.
4: Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God for that. Thank...
2: She broke off suddenly as the sinister meaning of the assurance dawned upon her and she saw the awful confirmation of her fears in the other's contorted face. She caught her breath, and turning to her slower-witted husband, laid her trembling old hand upon his. There was a long silence. Both turned from the visitor to stare out the window. What what happened?
0: I'm sorry. We were all very fond of... What happened? (laughs) Sammy was caught in the machinery.
2: Caught in the machinery Yes He stared blankly out the window As his wife bursts into wrenching sobs.
3: <laughs>
2: that sounds suspiciously like hidden laughter <laughs> And he takes his wife's hands between his own He presses them as he had in their old courting days Nearly 40 years before
0: Sa- Sammy was the only child left to us It is hard
2: Walking closer but awkwardly towards them.
0: The, thor- <laughs> the firm wished me to convey their sincere sympathy with you and your great loss. I beg you will understand I am only the servant and merely obeying orders. There was no reply. I was to say that Ma and Megan's disclaim all responsibility. They had no liability at all. But in consideration of Sammy's services, they wish to present you
2: with a certain sum of compensation. He awkwardly holds out an envelope. Mr. White drops his wife's hands. They turn to face the visitor with a look of horror and they exclaim The doc's alive. The doc's alive. He's in the Old West. The doc's alive.
0: (laughs) How much? Two hundred pounds?
2: unconscious of his wife's shriek the father chuckled and sobbed (laughs) together he put out his hands like a sightless man and dropped a senseless heap to the floor and didn't remember anything more in a huge new cemetery some two miles distant the old people buried their dead and came back to a house steeped in shadow and silence was all over so quickly that at first they could hardly realize it, and remained in a state of expectation as though of something else to happen, something else which was to lighten this load, too heavy for old hearts to bear. But the days passed, and expectation gave place to resignation, the hopeless resignation of the old, sometimes miscalled apathy. This is a really long paragraph. Sometimes they hardly exchanged a word, except for all of those that I just said. For now they had nothing to talk about, thank God, and their days were long to weariness. It was about a week later that the old man, waking suddenly in the night, stretched out his hand and found himself sticky and alone. (laughs) Mrs. White was sitting in the chair near the bed, but facing away from him, When he awoke from feeling for his wife and realizing she was not next to him he sat up and saw her. Come back to bed. You will
4: be cold. It's colder for my Sammy.
2: (laughs) Mr. White sits for a long moment watching her but having already done sleepy tugs was overcome asleep after a few moments.
4: The paw! The monkey's paw!
2: She wakes him roughly.
3: Oh, where? Where is
2: it? What's the matter?
4: I want it. You've not destroyed it?
0: It's in the parlor. On the mantel.
4: Why? <laughs> I only just thought of it. Why didn't I think of it before? Why didn't you think of it?
0: Think of what, woman?
4: The other two wishes. We've only had one.
0: Was that not enough?
4: No. We'll have one more. Quickly. Go down and get it and wish our child alive again.
0: Good God, woman. You are mad.
4: No, I'm not. Go get it and wish Sammy alive. Oh, my child. My child.
0: Come back to bed. You don't know what you're saying.
4: We had the first wish granted. Why not the second?
0: A coincidence.
4: Go down and fucking get it, you witch, bastard.
2: She pulls him out of bed. She grabs her hands. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they got hands, eh?
0: Sammy has been dead 10 days. And besides, I would not tell you this before, but I could only identify the body by the clothing. It was so terrible for you to see then. How now?
4: Bring Sammy back.
2: She kept pulling him towards the doorway.
4: Do you think I fear the child who is nursed from my magnificent bosoms?
2: <laughs> he exits his bowels, and they exit the bedroom <laughs> and enter the downstairs. He apprehensively gets the monkey's paw from the fireplace mantle and fearfully looks around. Here's the accursed thing.
0: Wish. It is foolish and wicked. Wish.
2: He holds up the paw. I wish my child alive again. With a cry of anguish, he drops the monkey's Uh. paw. The old man. Sank trembling into a chair as the old woman with burning eyes walked to the window and watched and waited. He sat until he was chilled with the cold. Glancing occasionally at the figure, the old woman peering through the window. And he could see her silhouette through her nightgown from the moonlight.
4: Amy.
0: Such a request. To bring the dead to life. That thing cannot have the power. Come to bed.
4: I'll wait.
2: Despondently, he goes upstairs and lies in bed, staring at the stairs. The old man, with an unspeakable sense of relief at the failure of the talisman, feebly crept back into his bed.
4: I give up. Oh, (laughs) Sandy.
2: But it was at least half an hour before the old woman came silently and apathetically to lie beside him. Neither spoke, but lay silently listening to the ticking of the clock.
4: This darkness is oppressive.
2: Candles burn
0: down? I'll get another.
2: Carrying the lantern, he goes downstairs and takes a candle from the drawer when there is the sound of a knock. He stood motionless, his breath suspended, and there's another knock. He turned and fled swiftly back to his room, putting the candle in the lamp and lighting it, when there is a sound of a louder knock.
4: What is that?
0: It's a rat. A rat. It passed me over another
2: stairs. As a load of cheese. Mrs. White sat up listening when the sound of two loud knocks came.
4: It's Sammy! It's Sammy!
2: She tried to run, but he grabbed her arm and held her tightly. What are you going to
4: do? It's my child. It's Sammy. I forgot the graveyard is two miles away. Why are you holding me for? Let me go. I must open the door.
0: For God's sake, Eliza, don't let it in.
4: You're afraid of your own child?
2: She broke free, running.
4: Let me go. I'm coming. Sammy, I'm coming.
2: And suddenly, the sounds of loud and constant knocking came. Mrs. White ran down the stairs, stumbling through the dark door. Mr. White follows, but stops, too terrified to approach the door. And you can hear the sound as she struggles to slide the bottom bolt, then the key
4: lock. I'm opening the door, Sammy! I'm opening the door, but for some reason, the block's, uh, is stinky.
2: The sound of furious banging fills the house. The father gropes the floor to find the monkey hand.
0: Don't open it, Eliza! Where is it? Where is it?
4: I can't reach the top bolt! Help me, Randall!
2: She makes noise while she drags a chair to the door. Where is that cursed monkey paw? She stands on the chair, draws back the bolt, and steps off the chair again
3: while he finds the paw.
2: He stands and holds the paw out. I wish my child dead and in peace back in the grave. When the knocking ceases, why White draws the chair back, opens the door, and nothing is there. Mr. White runs (laughs) to her side and they look out of the door. And the mother let out a long, loud wail of disappointment and misery. throw up too much during the telling of this tale by PJ and the fucking gang. <laughs> Good night. Finn. Finn. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Morgan.
1: Hey,
2: me motherfuckers. Just <laughs> trying
1: to find a way to convey gay knocking. <laughs> it's gotta be. You it's know, like- just,
0: it can only come from a closet door.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Nice work, everyone. <laughs> well, we hope we've either creeped you out, made you laugh, or thrown up. <laughs> if you like what you heard, there will hopefully be a video with drawings behind it as well. And I'm Sammy! <laughs> <laughs> So tonight we will be played out by the one and only Star Anna in the Seattle area. She mentioned she'd be recording some of her favorite Halloween songs, so I told her we would be reading the monkey's paw for our Halloween episode and asked if she had a song we could play afterwards. She said, awesome! Yeah, Restless Water is creepy, you could play that one. So if you like what you hear, you can check her out at staranna.bandcamp.com and happily support her like I do. Without further ado, offer a second album, the song Restless Water by Star Anna.